Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Hello, everyone. This is Tiffany Kane with a fun little mini episode that several of you requested. It This um, started out as a little bit of a joke when I was so sick with COVID and it became something that my listeners were like, Tiffany, can you keep doing this? So I call this my fuzzy slippers read aloud. <laughs> And it started one day when I sat by the fire and read aloud and was just kind of cheesy and campy and read aloud from Elizabeth Gilbert's uh, Magic Lessons. And people loved it. And so I thought, hmm, I'll keep this going. I love books. You guys know that. I am such a book nerd. And I love sharing books with people. I This can kind of be our little little book club. So the book that I'm going to share from today is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. It's letting go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are, your guide to a wholehearted life. This is beautiful, you guys. I love the idea of letting go who we think we are supposed to be and embracing who we are. So I am going to read a small section from her guidepost number five, which is about cultivating intuition and trusting faith, letting go of the need for certainty. This is a powerful one for me, you guys. I have a little bit of a control freak inside me. I don't know about you guys. My control freak sits on my right shoulder and is constantly whispering in my ear. And so this letting go is so powerful. So I will start in the subheading called Intuition. Intuition is not independent of any reasoning process. In fact, psychologists believe that intuition is a rapid-fire, unconscious associating process, like a mental puzzle. The brain makes an observation, scans its files, and matches the observation with existing memories, knowledge, and experiences. Once it puts together a series of matches, we get in a gut, quote unquote, on what we've observed. Sometimes our intuition or our gut tells us what we need to know. Other times it actually steers us toward fact finding and reasoning. As it turns out, intuition may be the quiet voice within, but that voice is not limited to one message. Sometimes our intuition whispers, follow your instincts. Other times it shouts, you need to check this out. We don't have enough information. In my research, I found that what silences our intuitive voice is our need for certainty. Most of us are not very good at not knowing. We like sure things and guarantees so much that we don't pay attention to the outcomes of our brain's matching process. For example, rather than respecting a strong internal instinct, we become fearful and look for assurances from others. What do you think? Should I do it? Do you think it's a good idea? 
Or do you think I'll regret it? What would you do? Ooh, a typical response to these survey questions is, I'm not sure what you should do. What does your gut say? And there it is. What does your gut say? We shake our heads and say, I'm not sure. When the real answer is, I have no idea what my gut says. We haven't spoken in years. When we start polling people, it is often because we don't trust our own knowing. It feels too shaky and too uncertain. We want assurances and folks with whom we can share the blame if things don't pan out. I know all about this. I'm a professional pollster. It's hard for me to go it alone sometimes. When I'm making a difficult decision and feel disconnected from my intuition, I have a tendency to survey everyone around me. Ironically, since doing this research, surveying has become a red flag for me. It tells me that I'm feeling vulnerable about making a decision. As I mentioned earlier, if we learn to trust our intuition, it can even tell us that we don't have a good instinct on something and that we need more data. Another example of how our need for certainty sabotages our intuition is when we ignore our gut's warning to slow down, gather more information, or reality check our expectations. I'm just going to do it. I don't care anymore. Or I'm tired of thinking about it. It's too stressful. Or I'd rather just do it than wait another second. Or I can't stand not knowing. When we charge headlong into big decisions, it may be because we don't want to know the answers that will emerge from doing due diligence. We know that fact-finding might lead us away from what we think we want. I'm going to stop there. I could keep reading, but I'm going to stop there. And I want to talk about these two parts of ignoring our intuition. The first one is surveying everybody that we know. Raise your hand if you are like me and you survey a lot. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Recently, uh, just at the beginning of this year, I got accepted into a doctoral program that I initially thought I really, really wanted to do. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized I was getting into the doctoral program, maybe a little bit to prove to people that I had value. I was in a big, deep dip professionally. I was hitting a lot of closed doors, a lot of brick walls, and I was trying to understand why, and I felt like I needed to prove myself. And so I applied to a doctoral program, and I got accepted, and I thought, okay, this is going to validate who I am and validate my experience. And I kind of realized as I thought about it that that was the wrong reason to get into a doctoral program. And so my intuition was saying, I don't know, Tiffany, I don't know if this is the right move to take. It's an $80,000 program. It's going to take three years. And is this really something you are passionate about? Is this really what you want to follow? And so what did I do, you guys? I surveyed everybody. I talked to all my friends. What would you do? What should I do? Here's what I'm considering. Here's what I'm wanting to do. And I got great advice. But what I really needed to do was sit and listen to myself and listen to my gut and figure out what it is that I wanted for my life and the direction I wanted to go. And in listening to myself, I found that the doctoral program felt very heavy to me and exhausting and didn't feel joyful. 
And so I changed directions and I went in the direction of this podcast. And I am so glad I did because this has been the most fun I have had. I'm very interested to hear from you guys. How are you with your intuition? How did this reading from Brene Brown impact you? Did you get any aha moments? Are you in touch with your intuition? Are you friends with your intuition? Is your intuition long lost and you need to go on a search to find your intuition? Tell me about it. Come over and find me on Instagram. Send me a DM. I love hearing from you guys. I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope you are listening to this with your own fuzzy slippers on and about to curl up with a good book. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it. Please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce membership group. We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.